Hello, everybody, and welcome to Straight from the Source Consumer Edition. As always, my name is Micah Tindor, Senior Director of Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer, and I will be your host today. As you know, Straight from the Source normally brings you content straight from the source of the dealer, where we go and talk to dealers who are doing things in the market that are putting them up and above. And we learn from those and we implement them ourselves. Today's edition is a little different. It's still straight from the source, but this time the source is the consumer. And the reason we're doing it this way today is because Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer conducted consumer research last fall around what consumers are looking for as part of their vehicle sale process. And what I mean by that is the, the trade-in and what we call the appraisal process. So today's straight from the source is looking at that source data from customers around what are their expectations during the trade-in process and what do dealers need to do to change their current processes to make sure they match up to these new consumer expectations. So what we're going to look at today is three shifts in the market that have happened during COVID around consumer awareness and understanding of the trade-in process. And the three are first, a change to digital first, where consumers are now out value shopping, the, the offer value of their vehicle. Secondly, we want to take a look at what consumers need in the trade-in process. That confidence in the trade-in process, we looked at the consumer's needs and identified 10 needs that aren't being met right now by dealerships. And then we're going to talk about five emotional factors that consumers have during the trade-in process that drive their decisioning. And really the question we're going to ask through this is, does our current trade-in process align with the shift? to help us win more consumer trade-ins, or does it alienate the customer a little bit because we aren't meeting the need or we aren't aligning to their emotional need that they have. And what's interesting is during COVID, we all know there's been a ton of change. And most of us has focused on the change on the digital retailing side, as we had to spin up the ability to sell to consumers remotely. But a very interesting change that has happened at the same time is consumers have changed the way that they engage the sale of their vehicle. And just like back in the day, we saw the transition from newspaper advertising to online advertising, and it made us change the way that we engage a consumer. What are we price vehicles? What information a consumer has? What information we have? That same thing has happened during the trade-in process uh, with COVID. So, the first thing that we want to take a look at is how consumers' awareness of their vehicle value has changed. Because it, this is by far the biggest change that has happened during COVID. And if you think about all the consumers being driven online by the COVID shutdowns to sell their vehicle, it naturally follows that they are also driven online to try to sell their vehicle. And as a result, consumers started to identify the value of their vehicle online before they arrived at a dealership. And in fact, today, 97% of consumers have at least one to three offer values before they visit your dealership. So what that means, of course, is that consumers are aware of how much their vehicle is worth when they show up. And I want you to think about that just for a moment, because I want you to think about, does it align to your current process? Does it make you at all uncomfortable that consumers have one to three cash offers before they arrive? And if we look at this data that's on the screen, 75% of older generations have one to three offer values on average. 30% of digital neighbors, natives, we're talking Gen Zs and some of the younger millennials, have four to six offer values on average. And if it is pure digital natives, 10% of them have more than seven offer values. And what is interesting, if you dive deeper into the data, 
we see that 97% number. If you average everything out, 97% of consumers are showing up with one to three cash offers on their vehicle. So the question is, as you think about this change, the question is if consumers are showing up knowing exactly how much their vehicle's worth and having a somebody else's cash offer, one, two, three different sources, are you putting the right appraisal value and presenting them the right trade-in offer on their vehicle? And that's one of the questions that we're going to follow back up on here uh, in a couple slides. So one of the key things we looked at when we conducted this survey is, are consumers' needs during the trade-in process being met? And when we conducted the survey, we identified 10 unmet needs, where there are 10 areas where consumers are saying that dealers are not meeting their needs during the trade-in process. And we distilled these 10 down into four major needs that they have. The first one is consumers are saying they need to learn about what is important on their vehicle. Things like they need to determine which aftermarket features or equipment on the vehicle is going to add value. Things like how do they evaluate the interior condition of the vehicle, the exterior condition, what impact does dents have? And this one is all for the consumer about trying to understand as you're walking through the vehicle with them, what's important about their vehicle? What should add value and what shouldn't add value because they don't know. The second unmet need is the need to avoid actions that might undervalue my vehicle. The thing, under this, it's things like minimize the likelihood that important information about my vehicle isn't considered when estimating its value. Things like minimizing the likelihood that incorrect information is used on estimating the value. And this is all about making sure they get max dollar for their vehicle. The third area of unmet needs we identified is the need to understand market demand for my vehicle and vehicle value. We all have tools like provision and profit time that help us know exactly where a vehicle is priced versus the rest of the market. But consumers have no ability to do that on the trade-in side. If you think of the tools they have available, they go out and get individual offers, but they're all over the map from different competitors. And here they really want to understand minimizing the time to determine what demand there is for their specific year make model trim, making sure that the specific things about their vehicle that they think are special are accounted for to get max dollars. And the last area where they feel there's unmet need, and this one's really one of the, the hardest ones to deal with, is need to avoid getting ripped off during the trade-in process. And there are two things that encapsulate that. One is to become aware of methods that different offer value channels use to differentiate price, meaning why do I get $30,200 from KBB ICO versus $30,000 from another source. And then secondly, need to rationalize the difference between those sources. So they're wanting to make sure that they know any way that a, a, a dealer might walk down the value of their vehicle, and they're making sure that they, they want to make sure that they don't get ripped off when they have offer values from multiple different sources. And these are really important because if you don't meet these needs as part of the trade-in process, consumers have a very hard time feeling confident. And when we did this survey, what we looked at in addition to the unmet needs is what emotions are driving the decision to actually sell your vehicle during the trade-in process. And what we find that found was the highest correlation between emotion and unmet need was around that need to determine the value of my vehicle. And it all comes back to that feeling of feeling confident or feeling in control. So let's talk about these real quick. There's five emotional needs. You need to feel chemistry with the buyer, feel knowledgeable, feel confident, avoid feeling exploited, and feel in control. What's interesting is if we look at that first one, feel chemistry with a buyer, this emotional need 
it ties to five of the 10 unmet needs that we looked at and talked about just a minute ago. The need to feel knowledgeable about the process ties to six of the 10 unmet needs. Remember back to what is my vehicle worth? How do I know I'm not getting ripped off? That feeling of knowledge is 60% of the, the problem solved that we're trying to solve for. The, the emotional feeling of confidence uh, ties to four of the 10 or 40%, as does the uh, avoiding feeling exploited. And then lastly, the need to feel in control, it only maps to one of the 10, but it maps to the one that really ties to the cell decision. And what we found in looking through these was that if you aren't meeting the emotional factors, there's a, a much lower percentage chance that you're gonna be able to win the trade-in. And that's because scientifically, once emotions kick in, the part of the brain that controls emotions also shuts down the part of the brain that controls rational thought. So when the emotional side escalates, the rational thought process declines scientifically. And as a result, if we can't solve for these emotional needs of providing some feeling of chemistry, providing a feeling of knowledge and confidence and control, we're going to have a very hard time winning with consumers on that trade-in. So the question is, what do we do about it? So when we looked at the data and mapped it to optionalities, we came up with four solutions that we think need to exist to make sure you're winning the maximum amount of trade-ins in the market. First, you need to discount that age-old notion of only buy cars when you sell cars. One of the amazing shifts of COVID is that 69% of consumers now say that they want to sell their vehicle only for cash. And 31% say that they are interested in buying a replacement vehicle as part of it. But once they, the consumer reaches the dealership, 55% of them end up transacting with a replacement vehicle. And only 45% end up transacting on a cash replacement. So what that means is that you go from 31% wanting a replacement vehicle to 55% buying. You get a 24% lift once they get in there. So it really forced us to ask the question, if a consumer still is going to buy a replacement vehicle 55% of the time, why do they start by saying, I don't want to buy a replacement vehicle? Why do 69% of people say they only want to sell their vehicle to you for cash? And if you think about the um, that emotional feeling of feeling in control and feeling knowledgeable, and then if we think about the unmet needs we discussed earlier, the reality is that when we tie a trade discussion, a sell discussion to the trade in discussion, we're introducing a new set of unmet needs and a new set of emotions that the consumer has to combat with. So we are taking that trade in process, which already has 10 unmet needs and five emotional drivers, and we're adding on a new set of unmet needs and a new set of emotional drivers. And we're multiplying the complexity of the engagement. So we need to adjust our focus to help the consumer solve for one of their challenges at a time. First, focus on buying the consumer's car, help them through those 10 and unmet needs, leveraging those five emotions, then pivot and put on the sale hat and sell into the consumer. Because in the end, still 55% of consumers are gonna buy a replacement vehicle. So remember, in the end, 45% of people aren't going to buy a replacement vehicle. So focus on buying that car. And for those that are going to buy a replacement vehicle, you are going to make it harder on yourself if you try to immediately sell them. So the first move needs to buy the vehicle first and then look to sell the vehicle second. The second change that we're proposing based on this data is to adjust your appraisal value process. The first quarter of 2022 
look to book, which, as you all know, is the percent of time that the dealers look at a vehicle as on an appraisal versus the percent of the time they book it into inventory. In Q1 of 2022, look to book was at 38%, and that's down from prior quarterly averages. If we look back to Q1 of 2021, it was 47%, so 9% down. If you look to Q2 of 2021, it was 48%. And then it started to slide. Q3 was at 42%, Q4 was at 41%, and Q1 of 2022 came in at 38% look to book. And what it means is that as an industry, we're getting worse at providing consumers an offer value that they're interested in and they're actually transacting on. Now, some of it has to do with inventory constraints and not being able to sell in replacement vehicles. But what's interesting is Q2 is when the market really started to aggressively offer value shop, meaning they started going to those three to seven sources to find the value of their vehicle. And that's also when the look to book started to slide. And a lot of this is because consumers are able to understand the value of their vehicle when they arrive at your dealership. But a lot of us are still going the old school method of providing that lowball offer and then thinking we have the opportunity to walk it up if the customer resists. So what we have to adjust to do is to really appraise competitively, particularly in this market where you're going to make money on a vehicle unless you make a really dumb offer. We need to stop lowballing and we need to start providing our best offer up front because when you talk to the consumer, they already know what their vehicle's worth. And in fact, they have two or three cash offers from somebody else at different offer values. So we need to make sure that we are putting the best money on it first or they're going to realize that we're low and they're just going to walk away to an existing offer. There's no need to negotiate with us when there's an offer that's two grand more than our lowball offer right down the street. So we need to make sure that we're not greedy. We need to appraise competitively and we need to make sure that we're not double dipping on damage. Um, and all I mean by that is in our IMS tool like profit time. We have recon costs checked in there, but also a lot of times as we do a walk around with the consumer, we beat them down on recon. So we're getting a double dip on on damage. We're counting it as part of the IMS solution. We're counting it against the consumer. That doesn't help the ability of putting the best offer out. So focus on making sure you get your best offer out front and the takeaways to give a highly competitive market offer immediately so you don't lose your vehicle. And what is important as you're thinking through it is to make sure you know your customer and you give that sales process accordingly. I mean, the reality is we're trying to sell them on giving us our vehicle. So you need to align it to the customer's needs. And um, there's a lot of data on the screen, but I'm going to talk to a couple of the key elements here. If you look at the top left element, money received for a vehicle, it's broken down by A, B, and C. A is the older generation. B is that middle-aged generation where it gets into millennials. C is the digital natives. Um, and interestingly, B and C, those millennials and Gen Z are now a higher percentage of the car buying population than the older generation. So we are now into the segment where we need to be aware of what these younger people are doing. But if you look at that top one, money received for the vehicle, the older generation, 61% of them, they're getting a value of between one and $15,000 in their vehicle. But the younger generations, those B and C, those millennials and Gen Z, 52 and 59% of them are getting over $15,000 on the offer of the value of their vehicle. Second thing I want you to look at specifically are the vehicle year. 23% of the older generation have a 2007 or older vehicle, but 37% of the youngest generation has a 2018 or newer. And if you look at the whole spread of that vehicle year, broken out across age, you see that the younger people have newer vehicles um, on average. Then look at the top right where it says urgency to sell. 
the older generation, 80% of them are not urgent to sell. But the younger generation, particularly the, the digital natives, 30% of them are very or extremely urgent to sell. There's a need to move their vehicle. And it's tied to the slot below, which is financial situation. If you look at the financial situation, 11% of the older generation identifies some um, financial hardship, 21% of millennials and 34% of digital natives identify that there's hardship in their financial situation. And the last thing I want to talk about is time to sell in the bottom right corner. If you look at time to sell, the older generation is generally selling in zero to two weeks, 43% of them. The younger generation they're taking three to six weeks on average, 67% of, of millennials, 65% of Gen Z. So it's a ton of data. Let me try to connect the dots here. As we think about a younger person coming in, they have well, statistically three to seven offers on their vehicle. What does that, what do all these things mean for us that I just went through? So if we knit it all together, what we see is that a uh, younger generation has a more expensive vehicle, that 15 grand plus, it's a newer vehicle, so they have less equity in it because it's on average you're driving a 2018 or newer. Additionally, there's extreme urgency to sell, and it's based on that idea that 34% of them have a financial hardship on their hands. So when they walk in, they've been offer value shopping those three to seven offers because they don't have a ton of equity. They're younger in their life, which means they're making less money meaning they don't have that financial cushion. They're driving newer, more expensive vehicles so they don't have as much equity. So they have they have to maximize the offer value on their vehicle. So if you think back to that idea of appraising accurately, if a younger person comes in, know that they are trying to get the max dollar because they are in some financial hardship and they don't have as much equity. If it's a, And they're gonna move slower because they're looking to make sure they maximize their offer value. If you have an older person coming in, they're gonna move a little bit quicker there's not as much urgency. There's not as much financial hardship. So what you want to do with that older generation is make sure you get a good offer and try to get them to move quickly. So the takeaway is match up your, your appraisal process to the generation. Be quick with the younger generation and give them a maximum offer you can possibly provide. The fourth solution is to create a transparent appraisal process. So let me remind you of the unmet needs real quick. Need to learn about what's important on my vehicle, need to avoid actions that might undervalue my vehicle, need to understand the market demand for my vehicle, and need to avoid getting ripped off. All of these mean that we need to work extremely hard to ensure that our appraisal process is crystal clear. So it all starts with building that fair appraisal, that fair offer value. If you come in three grand short and they have four other offers at three grand higher, you've lost the game initially. But what quickly follows is the need to include the consumer in the damage inspection process. So if you got hired back in the time that I started working in a dealership or before, you were taught that you would take the consumer and you would walk them around the vehicle with you as part of the appraisal and identify damage. But for some reason, a lot of the markets started to switch over to the black box model where you ask the consumer for the keys, you give the keys to the manager, and you come back later after the manager did it all secretly in a black box and give the customer an offer value. And if we think back to those unmet needs, it doesn't work anymore. The unmet needs of determining which parts of the vehicle are important and add value, the unmet needs of determining how the damage uh, how to assess damage, what about the worn upholstery, what about the dent, the unmet need, that vehicle, that important things on my vehicle you missed as part of the appraisal process, the unmet need that incorrect information is used. If you don't include the consumer, 
four of the 10 unmet needs or 40% of the unmet needs you are ignoring. You are creating artificial challenges to selling your vehicle if you don't include the consumer in the process because so much of what they want to know is wrapped up in the inspection process of the vehicle. So make sure that you walk the, the vehicle with the customer for the damage assessment. The third item is to over-explain each step in the process. Because remember, the main emotional feeling that drives the buying process is confidence. So walk them through the, the process to provide them confidence along the way to trigger that main emotional need. The fourth thing that we need to do for a transparent appraisal process is to provide comparables and costing examples. If we think back to one of the really important unmet needs, it's avoid getting ripped off. And the two things that consumers are looking for are minimize the time to become aware of methods that different channels use to devalue my vehicle and minimize the time to rationalize the difference between your dealership's offer value and the three they already have online. So if you just provide them an offer value without providing them any comparables or any costing examples of why you have to put it there, they're left to just assume why there's a gap between you and one of the competitors. So what you need to do is to provide them comparables of their vehicle. Your year make model trim in the market is worth X. That way they can rationalize, that unmet need rationalize the difference between values. They can rationalize why X competitor may have given them $200 more. And then you need to help them understand how much it costs for you to take it to market so that they are no longer left wondering if you're trying to rip them off. The fourth item is to clearly explain timelines for the purchase. <clears throat> so we know consumers want to have confidence and want to be knowledgeable. Remember, 60% of consumers' emotional needs are around being knowledgeable of the process. We know how long it's going to take to clear titles, right? We know it's going to take usually four to 21 days, maybe up to 30 days if you're in California. The consumer doesn't. So we need to ex explain those timelines. So all this can be wrapped up in the idea of doing to others you want them to do to you. Make sure you give them a fair number and then just be engaging with them. Walk them through the process. Include them each step of the way. And then lastly, what we're suggesting based on this data is that dealers implement a 90-day follow-up process. There's a couple of quotes on the screen from the Cox Automotive Inc. Consumer um, COVID-19 Consumer Impact Study that was conducted in November of 2021. 66% of consumers believe they'll have to wait up to 12 months to get the best deal on a vehicle. And at that time, 20% of consumers said that the vehicle they wanted wasn't currently available for purchase. So if we think about those numbers and the inventory shortage that is still persists to this day, we need to start thinking about the fact that consumers are going to take longer to trade their vehicle in because it's taking longer for them to get a replacement vehicle. And all of us have a longitudinal sales follow-up process that generally goes for 90 days, built out into the CRM, and it's, it's positioned to trigger the right um, delivery at the right time. Most of us don't have a longitudinal follow-up process for the trade-in. And we need to start having a dedicated CRM campaign and a dedicated sales follow-up process for the trade-in. Because if you put an offer out to a consumer, but they need to wait 13 days, two weeks, three months for a replacement vehicle, you need to make sure that you keep in front of them. You need to remind them that they had a good offer value and a good experience where you met those unmet needs and you met those emotional needs so that they still come back to you. So take your time to, to work through it, set up a good process, but as the, it takes longer for consumers to buy, it takes longer for them to sell as part of the trading process. So make sure you have a long enough follow-up process to be able to capture those opportunities when they come in. So the really the key takeaways 
from this consumer insight was that consumers are aware of their vehicle value. So price fairly and, and uh, according to the market. And then consumers have those 10 unmet needs and those five emotional needs during the trade-in process. If you meet those needs, you win the trade. If you don't meet those needs, you lose the trade. So what we're suggesting based on this data is focus on buying the car first. Remember, 45% of people are not going to buy a replacement vehicle. So focus on buying the car first. Selling will automatically happen if you have the inventory. Right now, if you have inventory, you'll sell it. Second, adjust your appraisal value process to provide your best offer up front because consumers are price shopping and they have at least three other cash offers. And if you come in too low, they're just going to walk. Third, create that transparent appraisal process to meet those unmet needs. Remember, 60% of those unmet needs are all around that feeling of knowledge, and you can create the feeling of knowledge for free by just uh, engaging them in the process. And then lastly, have that longer follow-up period. As it takes longer to sell a car, it's going to take longer to buy a car. So have that dedicated 90-day CRM follow-up process. So appreciate you taking time to listen to Straight from the Source Consumer Edition. Hopefully this helps you understand the way the consumer's mindset has shifted during the trade-in process. And what I would suggest that you start thinking about is how does your dealership meet the unmet needs of the consumer? How do they meet the emotional needs of the consumer? And is your appraisal process built to work in the new era? As consumers have shifted during COVID and now go in with certain sets of expectation and knowledge, has your dealership process shifted? As always, if there's anything we at KBB ICO can do to help in this process, we're more than happy to reach out to your PM or reach out to myself. And thank you for listening to Straight from the Source. I hope you have a great day.